0: Christian Parenting. friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host, and author of Boy Mom, and soon to be released, Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you be encouraged.
1: A part of it is making your home fun in a place that be, you know, and that's something that as parents, we really do, you know, we set the tone for our home. And, you know, if we're having a, if we are peaceful and fun loving and don't take ourselves seriously, that was kind of a family motto. It was like, don't take yourself too seriously, you know, and, There's scripture about that. Like, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to get to hang out with you today and
0: I am downright goody as we count down the days to the release of Raising Amazing, bringing up kids who love God, like their family, and do the dishes without being asked. Now you are just listening to a short clip from Corey Robertson, who I'm so happy to share wrote the foreword to Raising Amazing. It is such an honor to team up with her in that way. And so I love this conversation. Conversation and can't wait to share her with you. Now, many of you know her from Duck Dynasty. You might follow her daughter, Sadie, and all that she's doing. I have had Corey on the podcast before and just had a great response to that. So, today we're just talking about what it looked like for her to raise her six amazing kids, and now to be a grandma. And we're talking about the main themes from Raising Amazing, bringing up kids who love God. And, and what is our role in that? How can we foster that? Of course, there's no formula, but what can we do as parents to really nurture that faith element? And then uh, bringing up kids who have good relationships with one another and with their parents, and then character, talking about raising kids of character. Now, Corey did write a book called Strong and Kind, Raising Kids of Character. Super good book. And And so I knew this was a big part of her heart. And I love this conversation today. So I can't wait to dive in, share it with all of you. But before I do... I want one last chance. This is the last podcast episode before the book releases. So I want to make sure you know what difference it makes when you pre-order a book. So there's a couple things I want to highlight. First of all, if you go to my book page, monicaswanson.com forward slash raising amazing, you will see where you can pre-order. And then there's a little place you can put your name and order number in, and you will immediately get um, the four bonus interviews with my four sons. So those are really fun. People have enjoyed them, but they will go away on release day. So if you want to get the bonuses, be sure to order before release day. Okay. Number two, you are guaranteed the best price when you pre-order. So book prices kind of fluctuate. I don't know exactly why or how that works, but they do. You are guaranteed the best price. And if you order now, the book should be on your doorstep on release day, February 21st. But also to all of you who have just Listen to this podcast, maybe followed my blog or read my other book, Boy Mom. I want you to understand just the the blessing it is when you pre order. Um, It it tells retailers how excited you are and how many books to order. Sometimes when books come out, they run out of books. And so it lets them know people are interested in this book. It gives my publisher an indication of, of how excited my community is. It's just really a way to support me. So it's a way you can say thank you if you have benefited from anything I've done, from social media to the podcast, to my blog or books. And it means so much to me. We all know there's those algorithms when it comes to social media and stuff. I don't even understand them, but pre-orders are a really big deal. So... If you're able to pre-order, you can get the Audible version, Kindle version, or the paperback. It would just really bless me. And so I just want to thank you in advance for doing that. Again, you can go to monicaswanson.com forward slash Raising Amazing. You'll see everything there. And you can find Raising Amazing wherever books are sold. But it's a huge blessing. So thank you. All right. That's the last time you'll hear an ad from me to pre-order Raising Amazing. And now we get to dive into this conversation with Corey Robertson. I think you're going to be encouraged and inspired, and I hope you enjoy. Corey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's good to get to talk to you again. I know. I've been so looking forward to this day and just feel like this is building up to such a fun celebration as Raising Amazing comes out. And just thank you again so much for teaming up with me with that forward and just being willing to uh, put your name and your heart into a little bit of the book.
1: Well, congratulations. Whenever I read your first book, I remember thinking, okay, this is a kindred spirit. There's a um, mm. family like with you, and then um, getting to see you in, in Hawaii this year was so fun. Yeah. Totally. That was awesome. Which is always nice when you like kind of know someone over the internet to actually get to see someone. is always nice.
0: That was so much fun. Yeah, we got to meet up on Kauai and um, my little Levi got to golf with Willie. And he said <laughs> to tell you today that he's hoping for a rematch because he's not completely satisfied after that.
1: <laughs> well, hey, we might just have to come back. That would not be such a bad thing. I think so. Our family's kind
0: of got a plan to get you guys to our island and our North Shore where we think we could we could maybe even beat your Kauai experience. But you had a lot of people there and that was so much fun to get to meet so many of your kids and their kids. And with that, why don't you give us a quick update for anyone who might not know who you are. Tell us who you are and maybe just the quick family updates. Your family's growing every year. And so tell us what's going on.
1: Yeah, well, I guess most people know us at, through Duck Dynasty, and that was a, a really fun kind of season of our life where we made some really great home movies. We say that was pretty amazing to get to have like that little snapshot of our family history for those five yeah. years. You saw a lot of our kids kind of grow up on there, but mm-hmm. um, time, we uh, are now in a whole new phase of life. All yeah. of our kids are graduated and out of the house. We became empty nesters, and now we became grandparents, which you. is so Done. Uh, it is the best, but yes, yeah. when we saw you, we were on. So we started about three years ago, um, uh, an August vacation that is like just our family because mm-hmm. you know we um, do live busy lives and we get we have the real blessing of getting to travel a lot, but most of the time it's somehow work related. It's kind of like mixing in, mm-hmm. you know, week and then we add a day on or something like that, or maybe. We can do some some things we do with more extended family or friends, but mm-hmm. we started this August trip that's like just just our family, and it's been really sweet and special to just get to have that dedicated time mm-hmm. to focus on us. But it is not um, it's not like a calm time because right? there's a lot. We have six kids and five grandbabies, and all uh, kinds of, like a little space. It, it's a lot. Yeah. Yes, but it's, a lot. And it's, it's fun. Oh,
0: so much fun. And everyone seemed to be really chill. Like everyone seemed to be going with the flow and like getting along and such yeah. a sweet group.
1: Oh, thank you. We're pretty and good. And those grandbabies them. are so cute. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it was, it was, so there's so many of us and we rented three cars, but that was the only issue. Like if someone, cause we had three cars amongst all of us and five car seats and you know, all, it's like, <laughs> Where's the keys? Who who's trying to go where? Who's trying? To <laughs> totally yes. Left at lunch and doesn't have the car seat, and then they're oh, stuck yeah. else. So those logistics, big oh, yeah. family, is always uh-huh. always oh. a thing. But yeah, our our kids are they're used to that. I think big family, you mm-hmm. you know, got you got you, right. you can't get too worked up over anything because you know exactly. things are not always going to go exactly as you. Uh-huh. Um, yeah.
0: Yes, totally. Well, and it, this year your family's going to grow more.
1: Can we get the updates on that? Yeah. Sadie is pregnant again Sadie. and another little girl. Some honey so, honey, you'll have sweet. a little sister, and we're so excited. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, um, that's going to we be awesome. Gaining uh, another daughter in law this year. Yes. That's how we were there. Will and Abby got engaged. And, Did they get um, engaged while they were in Hawaii? No, but oh, after that. Okay, they, after, I was going to say. <laughs> they got engaged, Um, let's see, December on her That's birthday. Okay. And getting married um, this year as well. So we'll add another grandbaby and another daughter to the family this year. So awesome. Well, it's
0: so much fun watching you uh, on social media and just checking along. And I want to hear more about some of the projects the whole family is doing. We'll get to that at the end. But for now, um, I thought of you when you know i started thinking about who would be a good fit to write a forward for raising amazing and of course i read your book strong and kind about raising kids of character and you've been on the podcast everyone loved hearing from you then but i just look at your family and you know you and i will agree none of us have perfect families <laughs> we're not perfect parents none of our kids are going to be perfect only jesus is but I have just seen that intentionality and your heart for really raising up kids who will love God and be rich in character. And, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road, of course, but wow, what, what a picture of, of grace and God's goodness in your family. And so. I wanted to just ask you a question on each of the three main topics from the book. Um, Of course, the book's subtitle is Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without Being Asked. So we're talking about faith and uh, family relationships and character. And so loving God. <laughs> your kids are grown. Uh, looks like for the most part, they are choosing to walk with God. Looking back now, can you just tell us like when they were young, what are just some of the things simple or not that you did
1: intentionally to introduce your kids to faith? Mm, that's such a great question. Cause I mean, I wish I knew and could like to say, oh, this is it. This is how you do the it. The key,
0: the formula. Um,
1: the formula, but um, there's a. <laughs> No formula, but mm-hmm. um, I guess I should say first, like what probably didn't work in our family. Oh, good. I like that. What didn't work? Didn't work. And I think for us, and I think this is part of just kind of knowing your family and knowing your dynamics and what generally didn't work for us is kind of a set like, okay, every week we're going to do this at this mm-hmm. time or every night we're going to read three scriptures. And that does work for some families because mm-hmm. your family dynamic, you have a, but for us, every time i would try that and I, and i would try i'd be like okay yeah. this this is like let's do it every week at this time and then you end up with frustration on yourself because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen your, your kids are frustrated because they're reinforced into something that just doesn't is not a fit you know yep. and so i think with your faith it just has to be every part of your life it can't mm-hmm. be for 15 minutes every day we're going to talk about mm-hmm. our faith it just has right. to be intertwined with every aspect of your life, how you live it. And when you do have those special moments that are like, oh, I remember even like during 2020, um, because churches were canceled. So we had some, mm-hmm. our own church services, and they were yeah. so sweet. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, do that more because that was so good. Uh-huh. But, well, you, you know, don't it. put that on. <laughs> to happen all the time you know and when you do have those sweet really special moments and I think um you know being intentional about some of those throughout the yes. year is mm-hmm. so good important mm-hmm. and you know, on our family trip we've kind of taken that time to spend some real dedicated time to talk about a, a family what's our mission like yeah. what are dreams and goals as a family and, mm-hmm. um, and growing up my family did that like on our family vacations That's we would say right. enjoy- out. What are the legacies? What are the our principles that we want to live by? So mm-hmm. we try to do that kind of once a year, but you know, don't try to do it every day. Your kids will get exactly.
0: exhausted and
1: annoyed yes.
0: by it. I love that, and I think that too. If it if it's on your own heart, if you're growing in your own faith, then those times, those opportunities, you'll grab them when they're there. You'll it, because it's it's what you're thinking about anyway. So yeah, it certainly can't be contrived, but. I yeah, love the idea of doing things on a family vacation. We have good friends who are pastors in Southern California, and every year they do a family vacation. They always choose a book. Their their kids are all grown now, so young adults, like same age range. And they'll, um, they'll go through a book together while they're on their little, especially when they have a sabbatical, which is longer. But I, yeah. I think that's a really special time that you can then reflect on all year. So
1: very cool. Right. Uh, something I've been doing these last few years as our kids you now are adults is just choosing one book that impacted me that year and giving it to them mm. for Christmas, you know. So I like, oh yeah, I love to read, and and not all of our kids are readers, and some of them have never read the books that I've given them. I'm sure <laughs> so, naturally right. maybe someday they'll pull it out, and some you know always do, but um, but yeah, that is something kind of as with adult children, I've tried to implement and have these last few years is just you know, can kind I of keep a log of like what I read throughout the year, and then mm-hmm. whichever. Out is like okay, this was most impactful for me. I'll give it to the kids at Christmas and just write a little note and say, "Hey, this impacted me because of this way," and hope it, you know, shapes you.
0: Totally. I also love that because I think gift giving as kids grow up gets really challenging. And I know my mom sometimes chooses a theme and like this year it was flannels. She just got all the kids and grandkids flannel shirts and, you know, usually a little check or something with that. But I love that she simplifies things by just choosing a theme. Um, Mm -hmm. But a book is always so special. So that's really cool. Okay. And then reflecting back, kids were little, church, Sunday school, guessing, um, read the Bible with them and any other just little disciplines that you re- recall and yes. how that went?
1: Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, we were always in church. That was a, part, a very important part of our life. And um, we, you know, had house church at our house. We, you know, mm-hmm. to where they kind of see that faith lived yeah. out, I think yep. is so important. Um, definitely. They, our kids were, you know, fortunate to go to a Christian school. So Bible reading was a mm-hmm. part of Like what they are supposed to do in curriculum. So, you know, time in the word and and your kids seeing you in it, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing that time, I think is so important to realize, like, this is something important to to my mom and my dad as well. Um, You know, prayers at bedtime, of course, and around the dinner table and um, time around the dinner table is so good. And I think utilize those times in the car. Car rides are so Mm. vital to be able to just have conversations, point out what God's doing in your life or mm. my dad was always the one he'd he'd say look what God did that was like his, his saying and so like he saw something beautiful like a, a rainbow look what God did or it's just story that I have that he would just throw it out at random yes. times you know I love that reminder that oh that is so good
0: Look what God did. I love that. Where um, my 12-year-old Levi has been, somehow he stumbles upon these things. But um on our home TV screen, he's had this YouTube channel going, and I'll put a link to it in show notes. But it's a live cam out in the one of the deserts in Africa, but really? it's, there's this little water hole and it's 24 hours a day going. And so you just watch until like a pack of zebras come off and then giraffes come up, but we're looking, it's just blows our mind that it's actually happening right now, you know? And yeah. so we keep looking at them, I'm like, zebras, like, doesn't that just blow your mind that God created zebras yeah. and look at those giraffes. But it's kind of fun to, to see
1: everything through that lens of look what God did. He's so yeah. amazing. Exactly. Yeah, just the wonder of it yeah. all. It's so good. I, I actually just, a, a talk at Passion, we were just talking about that we just came off of yes. Passion but, um, and it talked about how, you know, one of the tough things about this generation is, is that they're not in awe of anything. Mm. Oh, wow. They're spending so much time just kind of looking at the simple and the mundane on, on mm-hmm. their phones all the time, where like we need to kind of capture that mm. awe and, yes. and that really comes from Understanding our place in a, yep. the great big world that God created. And yes. um, so, yeah, pointing, pointing that out and, and, and wondering mm-hmm. and having all your children, I think, is, is a really beautiful thing and really kind oh. of puts them in a place of understanding like who God is and just how big He is.
0: Absolutely. I just love that, especially since my definition I found for amazing was a pleasant surprise or something that causes wonder. So what a what a cool theme. I love that. And now you've got grandkids, so you get to play that role in, you know, spending that special time, I'm sure that you get to pour into them and
1: teach them some little Bible verses and talk to them about God. So special. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's the best oh, I can't wait. Uh, thought about another thing I was thinking is, just as tip for, you know, young families, just writing scripture and putting it up in your home. You know, we have some, we have some dedicated, you know, we have a big, a big scripture in our dining room, mm-hmm. you know, that over the whole dining room that you can see. And we read often, you know, before, before we eat, we'll read that. Mm-hmm. And, um, whenever we built this house, I had one room and I had each of the kids choose a scripture and we just put it in the ground, you know, so yes. just yes. putting that scripture around your home, putting mm-hmm. it in their bathroom. Is make writing a note and just taping it up in their bathroom scripture to just kind of bathe them in the word every day. It's it's very small things, but um, totally. Well, that's
0: that's Deuteronomy six and eleven, and you already said talk about it as you get up and walk along the street and lie down, and also. Post it up on your door frames and, you know, on your foreheads. I'm not sure about that, but (laughs) keeping it in in your presence. I mean, that's what it's all about. Oh, I love it so much. Okay, so then let's move on to the second part, and that is um, the subtitle says like their family. So raising kids who like their family. And, of course, my Levi was like mom, shouldn't we love our family? I was like, well, you kind of have to love your family, or at least most of us do deep down, but not everyone likes their siblings or their parents. And so um, so the heart there is just really uh, doing what we can as parents. And again, we, we're not sovereign. We don't have ultimate control, but how can we foster those sibling relationships and our relationship with our kids? And, you know, I, I met I guess I met all but one of your kids and I saw how they interacted with each other. And it looks like just some really great friendships there. Uh, is there something you can recall from their childhood, how you fostered that, how you nurtured that?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, we are blessed. Our kids really do like love each other and like each other and, yeah. and seem just to want to be together. And um, that's, that's such a, a great reward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, they, you know, we got up, we had a big family. So there's definitely were times when they bickered, uh, and uh, sure. little, you know, seasons that were easier than others as far yes. as that's concerned. But I think that um, really just a part of it is making your home fun in a mm-hmm. place to be. you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that as parents, we really do, you know, we set the tone for our home. Yep. And, you know, if we're having a, if we are peaceful and fun loving and mm-hmm. don't take ourselves, Seriously, that was kind of a family motto. Was like, don't take yourself too seriously. So, you know, and, and there's scripture about that. Like, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. <laughs> that um, is good. And so, you know, we we really kind of enforce that in our kids. You know, don't mm-hmm. take yourself too, don't think of yourself too high that you you can't be. You know, laugh at yourself or and, yes. you know, fun together. And so, um, I think that it is. Up to the parents to kind of set that tone, and that's one sure. thing that I realize. I think in parenting that um, it parenting is so refining because like you realize <laughs> it in yourself, like uh-huh. you know, about don't complain, don't be negative, and then you realize you're complaining and being negative, and yeah, you're like, oh, shoot, right. I'm the one. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that that's that for me was kind of mm. the biggest part of. It's like. We want our kids to like each other. We need to like each mm, other. Totally. Because and I, and I know I've had
0: moments with my husband where we're just both tired or kind of in, in a negative place. And if we're bickering, suddenly the kids are bickering. And I'm like, whoa, it's like contagious. So,
1: absolutely. yeah. It is so contagious. Oh, I remember <laughs> that when I, you know, the mornings that I woke up tired and gripey mm-hmm. and was just kind of in a, I would say, mm-hmm. I, it was, I, you know, you're just in a funk. Mm-hmm. Yep. All Sudden, your kids are fighting more, you're you know, everything. It's just Mm -hmm. a snowball effect, and and that's hard as a parent because you're like, Oh, I'm the one that has to set this. Yes, um, so I don't think there's any real easy answers to that. And, um, of course, I did not do it perfectly, but I I did, I feel like, um, learned, yeah, learned that.
0: And there there was a good environment in the home. Well, I'm curious how you and this a lot of this is just how we're wired personally but how did you respond if kids were getting on each other bickering fighting were you the mom that jumped in and tried to referee did you walk away and say work it out of course it depends on age to some extent too but yeah what what was your general
1: response to bickering uh, i would say generally um it was i was more of the take it outside and <laughs> figure
0: it out <laughs> I like it
1: uh, to, to some extent, but uh-huh. we are, did not fight. Like now, Willie, this is this is funny because we grew up in very different home environments. Like my family, we did not physically fight. Like no. ever, like that was. Yeah. No. Yes. And Willie's family, they fought it out, <laughs> they duped it out. <laughs> it was rough. It was four boys, and it was rough. Uh-huh. So I was not used to that at all because our family, oh, yeah. didn't. So we didn't. I, our, our house was a little bit more like my house in that. Like I didn't, you know, we're not, we're yeah. not going to do, that. yes um, you, you can use your words and figure yes. it out with, you. Yes. but, um, but generally, yeah, let, you know, the kids do need, they need to understand how to resolve conflicts on their yes. own. Yes. um I did, you know, um, our, you know, made, made them work it out and it made them, mm-hmm. them apologize, you know, like, Hey, sure. sure. Yes. We'll there's sometimes when parents have to step, step in and be kind of like the judge mm-hmm. and, and say, yes. like, all right, let me hear, here mm-hmm. what's going on here. Hear both like, sides. Yep. sides and determine who's right or who's wrong or who, or they both mm-hmm. need to both- hug mm-hmm. and give each other a hug.
0: You're, yes. you're,
1: um, you're going to be together forever. God put you in this family, both of you in this family, and, um, you need to figure out how to yes. love each other and like each other. And, um, so definitely, I would say there's some forced, force love. (laughs) Totally. But
0: I think in time that my boys would say it was Mm -hmm. through that, that they got to know each other and, and they really were even more bonded. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about your relationship with your kids? Because you do have a lot of kids and a busy life. Uh, how did you go about just kind of establishing that bond between kids individually? Was there some strategy or
1: purposefulness about that? Or Mm -hmm. what would you do there? Uh, Yeah. We have a huge family. So um, (laughs) it is is a lot, but, and everyone's so different. So you do Mm -hmm. have to know your kids who, who who does best talking in the morning and who does Mm -hmm. best, you know, who, who responds to texts and who needs a phone call and um, things like that. So I do think it is a lot of individually getting to know your kids and Mm -hmm. um, what, what, um, you know, ticks their buttons, what they, what, what makes them, you know, feel loved and feel cared yeah. for that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So attention, Sure. I think yeah. a big, and that's not easy as a mom because there is so many distractions and there's so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're got a lot of work. So you're not right. going to do it. And there are times when I realize like, oh, I haven't really connected with this kid in a while. I need to mm-hmm. do that, you yes. know? Yes. And um, And now they're
0: now as they grow into adulthood, mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: it's like you said, some of it's probably done through text messaging. I know that's me with my boys in California. It's like, well, there's new ways to connect now that
1: I'm not seeing them in person. But that takes some uh, intentionality as well. It does. It does. Yes. And um, probably back to my first the first part of this conversation. I'm not like a a really great like I'm going to text someone at seven o'clock every morning, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not. It's not in my makeup. Um, so I do have to, you know, be intentional, like, okay, mm-hmm. who I kind of checked in on or spent a little bit of intentional yes. time with in a while. And, you know, parenting never ends. You're, <laughs> you, want, you want to think like, oh, when they turn 18, I'm done. My job is done. But it's no. not. I you know, no. need you. I, I need do. my mom. And I'm um, that I still have her. And so um, yes. i there for our kids in that way, on um, that yes. way as well. But, um, yeah, as far as for us, I know a lot of people, you know, have like regular date nights or mm. things like that. we weren't super great about that. But they're just special things that we knew that like Will has always loved Marvel. So I would like be like, we're going to we're going to the midnight viewing, you know, and I'm going to stay uh, up and do it. Yes. Um, and Then, you know, then there was a point where, you know, he didn't need me to go to the midnight viewing with him. Mm. He went with friends <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, how do you, you know, who, yeah. who feels love about what and how exactly. do you know that and that's kind talk? of
0: love language personality and yeah, I, the one thing I've started doing just in the last year, um, cause I'm like you, I'm not great at having the regular routine, mm-hmm. but I did write down a, I wrote, prayers for different people on different days of the week. So I'm reminded of you know people maybe who aren't near me, but I've said, I'll pray for you. And so I'm like, oh, on Mondays, I'm praying for these people Tuesday. So it's just my one little thing that I really try to do. And so I find that when I have my kids' names written down in front of me, I'm more likely to pray specifically. And also that's when I'll remember to like shoot them a text and say, how can I pray for you today? And so that's been helpful because yeah, I'm like you, I'm not real good at anything (laughs) that's consistent. (laughs) I I need to add that. (laughs) Uh, It's been helpful because I hate that feeling when you tell someone you'll pray for them and then you're like, oh my goodness, I I forgot. So yeah, it helps me be honest. Uh, Okay, well, let's move on to the last part about doing the dishes without being asked. And I'm so curious. I mean, I've read your book. I know character is a big deal to you and in your home. Um, What were chores like growing up? Did kids have some regular, did they do dishes?
1: How did that look in your home? So different times, different seasons, for sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We had all kinds of, you know, I remember when they were little, we had the little tour charts and they pulled a little, we had a little popsicle stick, you know, okay. little little torch- thing going yeah. on in different phases. We're, we were different. Um, you know, as our kids got older and life got busy, we were not, you know, it wasn't like a regular, like Monday you do this, you do this. You mm-hmm. do this. So mm-hmm. this sort of is that like, Hey, Everyone lives here. Everybody needs to contribute. Um, we're not, we didn't give, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but we weren't like allowance as far as like you mm-hmm. made $2, you cleaned your bathroom. Or sure. Be, that's, mm-hmm. We're just kind of expected. of like, yeah. this is part of life. And, and there were times where I, um, you know, would hit that limit and be like, all right, you're not helping enough. So yeah, that's means- we're going to have to enforce it if it's mm-hmm. not not natural. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And so I, that's your prerogative as a parent, you know, yes. you're in charge of your house. And so if you see that the kids aren't doing it naturally and aren't doing the dishes without being told, then, mm-hmm. then yeah. kind of Make shifts it to like, you have to be told. And if yeah. you don't do it, there will be consequences and here's what they are, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as kids grow, they, um, you know, those consequences change about what they might be. But mm-hmm. when, as they're growing, some, you have to, they have to understand consequences yeah, and they do. there's real life mm-hmm. consequences. Okay. And when they get out of home, they're going to experience them. So when they're in the home, it's best if you could kind of help them yes. experience them a little bit in a controlled environment. Yeah. And so um, that's kind of how we did it. Yeah. It was, totally. it was more loose if it could be, but mm-hmm. then if it, be if and it no, needed to be. No one was doing their part, then it it got a that is really
0: good because yeah, when all four of my boys were here and we've homeschooled and so we had a pretty good chore system going. It took me a while to find one, but we did. But now that we're down to two kids at home, uh, it's not as regimented, you know, it's a little, but I'm, I'm thankful to see most of the time they're working it out and one of them is in the sink and one of them's taking out the trash. But you're right. They also, you know, test that and see how much they can get by with not doing too.
1: So that's when you need to crack the whip a little. I don't know if I told this story last time on, because I wrote this in my book last time I was on your podcast, I might've told it, but um, point I'll tell it again, because it's just was a point where I just hit my limits because they Mm. were not, they were not doing the dishes without being asked. And, um, it was after I had had surgery, I'd had a hysterectomy and, um, it was just a tough recovery. And I Mm. was, my bedroom was not really, you know, coming out much because I just Mm. was recovery. And I came out like, in the middle of the night to get some water and the house was just like oh. trashed. It was like <gasps> literally deli meat was oh. out on the counter. Stop. There was like a same container that was empty out on the counter. It was just, oh, my and I goodness. had, and so I had asked John Luke to make me a sandwich earlier in the day. The sandwich, I can feel your pain right now. <laughs> left the meat out on the counter, you know. And I remember I was just, oh, it just I was furious. So at like 3 a.m., I send a text to like our family group text. And I was like, and I said, I started the, te- the text and it said, I have raised a bunch of slobs. Like I was like <laughs> over it. And so I said, it was a Saturday night. Sunday was church. I said, everyone get up and go to church and then come directly home. Do not eat lunch do not do anything <laughs> conversation and they they all it's like we laugh about this story right now and now it's like we're a bunch yeah. of yeah you know? right but they, they remember all falling in and I had like this is the first time I'd like come out of my room and taking a shower and I was like sitting in there with my robe on <laughs> and my phone, like, uh, thing and they like walked in and were like oh no mom mom's gone <laughs> Oh my and goodness. I just laid into them. I was like, do you have, you don't have any respect for like, Yeah. it was like, there are people starving in Africa and you left out deli meat. Do you understand that, <laughs> you know, like you are yes. not putting up, you are not taking care of. This is mm-hmm. our home. Not, yeah. This is your, our home. This is things that we have to take care of. And I just laid into them and of course, and they cleaned it really well that day. Yes. Um, but anyway, there are some times when there just needs to be that little <laughs> definitely that little thing, and they under need to understand that, like, look, yes, this takes yes. all of us. We're it all does. In and just because moms in bed, I think Willie was gone hunting or something. He was off, yeah. off on a tree sure tree or work or something, yeah. and so they, they were getting just, by with it because you weren't out there present, and they just well, had some they fun. They were teenagers, you know. They were old enough to take care of it. They should have. They should have taken yes. care of it. So yes. anyway, um, I'll never forget another lesson I feel like I learned in that because so I call Willie and I'm just like, you know, upset and I'm like, we haven't taught them good enough. And I just, I'm, I'm really, and I start to kind of take the blame in myself because you yeah. notice how mm-hmm. I have raised a bunch of slobs. Like, yes, I, I do this. Like, This is my fault. Like I didn't teach mm-hmm. them. I haven't mm-hmm. taught them well enough and just kind of start to take the blame. And Willie was like, nope, you are not to blame. They know better. They mm-hmm. should have done it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, mm-hmm. don't take the blame as a mom when your kids fail all the time. You know, they yes. they are supposed to do. They just didn't do it, you know. Good. So, um, anyway, that was um, definitely a moment. So we we didn't do it all perfectly, for yeah. sure. And sometimes our kids are grown and sometimes yes. come over for dinner and they're great about helping clean up, and sometimes everyone leaves and I'm looking around like, wait a second here. <laughs>
0: Totally. Yes. 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 Exactly. No, that's so good. And, you know, one thing I've, I've never been good at in life is anticipating what's coming and, and being prepared in all different areas of life that's just kind of a thing for me but i do think like before holidays um this last holiday my boys were home from california and i've just had lots of work deadlines with the book launch coming and um, was rebranding the podcast and all that and so i just sat my boys down i was like i want to anticipate what's coming and let them know like i'm doing the audio recording for the book while they're home there's so much i was like i'm really gonna need a little extra help because often i won't tell them and then i'm overwhelmed and frustrated and so i think it really really does help to communicate what's going on and kind of ask for that extra when we need it.
1: That is so good. I think laying out those expectations and not just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. kids our kids, they are going to yes. You know, yes, definitely. forget things and uh-huh. do whatever. Yes. But, um, you know, yeah. And in any relationship. I was going to say, just, I think the same goes for husbands. <laughs> any relationship, just, you know, yeah. out there the expectations rather than, living with them quietly and then they don't meet them right right yes Yes. they can't read
0: our minds oh that is so good um okay so i I won't keep you much longer but um i would love to hear if you can update us on other things going on with your family you mentioned something if you're allowed to share it here publicly a greater family project
1: Yes. So this is really fun and, um, and unexpected, I guess we, um, we made a movie about Phil and Kay's life story. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who follow our family have probably heard some of their life story and it's mm-hmm. just remarkable what, what God did in their life and in their family for, mm-hmm. for their family to even be together as a family mm-hmm. is truly miraculous and God's hand on their family. Um, And so we made a movie about their life story and it's coming out September 22nd. We've been, um, all of last year, it, you know, we've made TV shows. We've done, we've done other stuff kind of like this, but nothing really like a movie. A movie is a whole different thing. And, um, it's been a really great process and we're in the kind of final edits right now. So we just did a little screening with our kids the other night and it was so fun to get them to see it. And there were, parts of the story that our kids didn't know even about their mm. grandparents. Like, yeah. oh, is that real? And it, the the film really stays true. I mean, you don't have to embellish anything about their story. It's, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I'm not I, surprised. It's not oh. So It was, you know, really neat to see our kids mm. watch it and be like, oh, I didn't even know that. And wow. Mm. And just kind of gain an understanding of their grandparents and, totally. and the legacy that, you know, they're being passed down. And so um, it's really a powerful story of redemption and forgiveness. And, um, and you know, what happens when you really surrender your life to Jesus and actually repent and turn from your former way of life and, um, and just seeing what that forgiveness can do in a family. And so we're excited Oh,
0: for sure. And I'm just thinking, even as we are talking about Raising Amazing and throughout the book, I, I mentioned that legacy. And I just think, wow, what would the big family picture look like right now if if that change wasn't made? And part of what oh, I love she- about the story was he wasn't young. Like, at what age did
1: God transform Phil's life? What about how old was he? Almost 30. 30. Yeah. Okay. Whenever- okay. Yeah um they spent 10 very hard years yeah um was you know there was a time when you know most people would have said do not you know do not Mm -hmm. go back to at all Sure, and yeah you know that's the two things really had to happen for their families to stay together phil truly had to repent and Kay truly had to forgive him Mm, and that's just the most the most biblical thing you can you can yeah. experience, and so as a family, I think that um, what the boys saw was yeah. true life changer transformation when Jesus came into the life. They're, they saw their dad just going all out one way, <laughs> and then turning and wow. just really turning his life around, and it really marked them. And so, I think one thing you know, as we talk about parenting and families and all that. They don't all have to look alike. Mm-hmm. You know, no. I grew up in, looked so different from what yeah. Willie's family grew up in. Yeah. But if you, th- that faith and that pointing your kids to Jesus mm-hmm. is really, is really all that matters. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to the method of how you yeah. do it, the, it does not have to be the same. Mm-hmm. That's a unique mm-hmm. family. But totally. for, um, for Willie and um, his brothers, you know, just, the power of seeing their family was was they were separated. Phil and Kay, you know, they thought Kay thought it was over. She thought she might never see yeah. Phil again. And wow. then he came back um, and decided to change his life and mm-hmm. met Jesus and everything changed for them.
0: Wow. And for us. <laughs> oh, exactly. For all of you. And and I just, I love that message for, you know, anyone listening who maybe has a husband who's who's not doing well, who's not walking with the Lord, who's making bad choices. Just that message of hope that at any time God can get a hold of someone's heart. And so be patient and and keep fighting for your family. And, you know, there is a time I know where it's it's not best to stay. Sometimes there's some dangerous situations, but wow, what a what a beautiful picture of really the gospel message right there being lived out and the legacy that passed on for the whole family. I can't wait to watch the movie.
1: Yeah. I cannot wait for it to be out. It's gonna be it's gonna be really great. Yeah. Well, um I feel like we're we're just now beginning this year. This is the year that it's coming out. I'm like, Yay. all right. Be in a
0: spritz. <laughs> yes. So oh,
1: it's going to be here
0: so quick too. Time flies when you've got something like that. Okay. Well, last last question before we wrap up, um, just because I'm asking all my guests this year, um, and that is, if you can share something amazing, something that has been a pleasant surprise or caused wonder, and I can, I mean, I'm sure you just what you just shared about was
1: one of those things, but something
0: in your life that's been amazing currently.
1: Ah. Uh, okay. Well, um I guess yeah. That that's kind of a big thing in our life, really but. Big. But on a just day-to-day level, what I would say is just having grandbabies is Mm. just been a joy. And one thing I feel like this past year I really reconnected with is just that that time outside, like when I've got one of the grandkids that loves to fish. And as soon as he gets over here, he's like, I want to go fishing. And just that time (laughs) just like outside in God's creation and just appreciating, like away from our phones, away from our screens, away from... Just being out there, and grandkids will, yep. will do that to You know, there's grandkids. It's like more time throwing the ball to the dog, more mm-hmm. time, more time, you know, in our garden, more time just outside. You know, going for yep. walks. Honey, our Sadie's little girl loves to go on a walk, and so just just that time is so. I don't know. It's just really oh, special, yeah. and I think we can get busy and in the day to day. And if you've got little kids, you might. That might naturally happen because kids wake up ready to go outside. Yes. But as you're older, you know, sometimes we, we can just forget about that. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of time inside. And so I think just out in nature, Absolutely. that is, when, and yes. I think what's, is like, I don't know. It's like, is it part of getting older that you all of a sudden just love trees more and love birds right? more? Yes. notice
0: things, things. Totally. So? Well, it's like um, you have more perspective or something. I agree. Because when kids are little, you're like kind of sometimes can rush through those moments. But you're, you're making me want to be a grandma. And I think that's another inspiration for raising our kids well is we want to have a relationship with our kids or we get to be involved in their
1: kids' lives, right? So, uh, well, it's uh, the best. I can uh, tell you. You definitely, yeah, the grandparenting years, you want to be there for those. It's, it's uh, pretty good.
0: So good. Well, Corey, thank you so much again, just for being a part of this book and for taking time to talk to us. Uh, Just so encouraged by you and your whole family. So thank you so much. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I just think Corey is so real and fun and inspiring. And so you can find links to everything we talked about her book and where you can follow her over in show notes, which are found today at monicaswanson.com forward slash Corey dash Robertson. And that's K-O-R-I-E dash Robertson. All show notes can always be found at swanson.com forward slash podcast. All right. So once again, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this community. You've got six short days left until raising amazing releases. So if you want to get the pre-order bonuses, I hope you can do that soon. I appreciate your support so much. And I'll be back next week with a fun celebratory conversation interview party right here uh, with some of my family members. So I'm really excited to share that with you. So have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.